Welcome, ladies and gents. Welcome. Man, I feel like I should have taken a tequila shot before we did this. Where's my glass of wine? Seriously. What were we thinking? Um, We want to welcome everybody to our brand new podcast, Watching Up. My name is Michelle. Hi. And I'm Rachel. And we are sisters. Sisters from the same mister. And the same missus. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we're uh, coming to you from Texas. I'm in Dallas and Rachel is in Austin. And we are starting a podcast where we just get together every week, talk about pop culture, things we're watching, and we're really into movies and television and everything in between. So we thought it'd be a good idea that we could get together and spend time to with each other first of all excuse to yeah get our thoughts out it's an excuse to catch up and watch up hence the (laughs) name (laughs) watching up (laughs) awesome so what are what are you like most excited about getting started with our new adventure I am just so excited to have an excuse to like air out all my opinions on Mm -hmm. the things that I watch. Yeah. Because I have a lot of them. Yeah. And uh, we watch, you know, we watch a lot of trash, but we also watch some pretty fun, serious, highbrow things that, you know, we want to talk about too. Yeah. (laughs) It's easy. I feel like it's easier to talk to your friends about the more trashy things, you know, like The Bachelor, the reality TV. Yeah. Um, but I like the idea of having a platform or not even a platform, just like a forum to be able to chat about, uh, you know, maybe the Oscar nominated movies that we see and things like that. For sure. No, I totally, like, totally agree with you. And I think it's fun that we kind of have similar sensibilities, obviously, because we grew up, we have the same background, we have like similar tastes, but (laughs) we also kind of diverge in certain places so I think it'll be fun to kind of explore those similarities and differences with each other and yeah yeah. I mean Twitter can only take you so far when it comes (laughs) to sharing your opinions with my 177 followers so let's hope that this is a little less toxic than Twitter (laughs) (laughs) yeah this will be a safe space Twitter is not a safe safe space space. (laughs) yeah I've got my emotional support Stanley Cup ready so we're ready to get into it. She's going to chug. <laughs> She's going to chug 40 ounces of water every five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> One thing about this podcast is we're hydrated. We are hydrated and dewy and glowy. Um, but yeah, I mean, on a personal note, I'm, I've been on the struggle bus lately. <laughs> um, yeah, tell us about your afflictions. <laughs> yes, my, my many afflictions, the latest of which is my ankle. Um, I, des- I decided to do something a little bit adventurous and go roller skating with my husband who had been talking about it for a long time. He keeps showing me videos of people like roller skating and doing like like, cool tricks and like good music and like vibing on roller skates. And I was like, that looks like a really fun time and I'm ready for it. Yeah. So Saturday (laughs) we went and the vibes were on. I did not realize how difficult roller skating is. (laughs) I haven't, I haven't done it since the birthday parties in the nineties where we would go And I loved the place because it was so nostalgic. It had, like, the original carpet and all the 90s stuff, and they were playing, like, really good music. But, um, yeah, I was a little bit wobbly. The rental skates were very old. and (laughs) Disintegrating (laughs) beneath you. (laughs) Basically. And, yeah, um, the worst thing came to pass, and my ankle snapped. And I ended up having to call get the paramedics called and everything and it was pretty embarrassing but I survived (laughs) I do keep having like flashbacks to the moment you know when you get injured and you like think back about that 
moment and you kind of like shiver like yes <laughs> I keep having like PTSD flashbacks about it but. it's like you can hear the sound of the snap like playing over and over again in your right head. yeah so <laughs> yeah it was um and also I, w- I felt like I was just about like January for me is always like kind of a tough month I don't know if it's like the seasonal depression creeps in or just like the end of the holidays or whatever but since it was like, okay, I was like, okay, it's February. I'm restarting <laughs> my life and I'm going to like have a good year. And like that happened like on the first weekend. Uh, so it's just like, okay, another setback. But I'm glad we have this because I'm really excited about this. And it just gives me something to distract myself from being laid yeah. up all day. And also being kind of immobile has given me an opportunity to catch up on a lot of content and consume a lot of content so I have a lot to talk about so that's great totally yeah Yeah, I feel like you've like lapped me as far as everything you've been watching I'm like behind (laughs) on so much stuff I counted today in 2023 so far I've watched 15 movies which is insane and I'm kind of like is that good is that bad I don't know but I mean at this moment I'm not really able to be active so what else am I gonna do it's good. And that's another good thing about this podcast is like, it's literally our excuse to say, oh, well, I have to watch this because I have to talk about it. Yeah. It's, it's like, like the dream. Yeah. It's like consuming so much media and content. I'm like, I might as well make this my job. Like, not that this is going to be like a full-time job, but just like, I might as well like do something with all this, these thoughts yeah, bouncing like around have, in my head. Yeah. Have incentive to like... That's one of that's another thing that I wrote down for like what I'm excited about is uh just like uh kind of reframing uh how I watch things because I'm definitely the type of person that I have a hard time keeping my eyes off of my phone while I'm watching things mm-hmm. and I just need to reframe um just the way that I watch it. I need right. to like pay attention and think about it more critically and um yeah. Right. Yeah, no, totally. Not, that, not to make it sound like homework, but <laughs> it makes it, you know, it makes it more fun to watch things sometimes. And that's the first, one of the first things that comes to mind when, like, people talk about, like, the theater versus at-home streaming, like, debate or any of these kind of, like, modern issues. It's, like, <clears throat> when I see criticism of, like, something, I'm, like, were you, were you paying attention while you were watching this thing? You know, like, were you fully watching it in the way that it was meant to be watched or were Mm -hmm. you kind of like half watching which I'm guilty of obviously doing a lot too so it's just there's a lot of distractions out there obviously so kind of putting some parameters around hey I need to really pay attention and like gather my thoughts maybe even take notes which is funny I've never thought about doing that but taking notes about anything I'm consuming kind of might help me yeah put together thoughts totally I don't know about you but in this age of TikTok I just literally feel like my brain is turning into mush sometimes yeah totally I'm like I need to find a way to I I feel like I literally need to buy those like brain exercise like packets and stuff (laughs) like do these like puzzles I know like I need to work out my brain a little bit no it yeah sometimes it feels like it's disintegrating and my attention span is just so short sometimes is what it feels like so well we might not have to worry about TikTok for very much longer because our governor might ban it did you hear about that no (laughs) Yeah, apparently Greg Abbott wants to like ban TikTok from Texas. So, of course he does. Yeah, (laughs) super free. But anyways, (laughs) so um, there are a few things that I feel like I'm a little bit apprehensive about starting a podcast. So I thought we could share um, some of those things. Um, My first one would be we've been told kind of throughout life that we sound similar and we have similar laughs and like similar voices. So I'm like, yeah, are all of our millions of listeners going to be able to tell us apart? Like, (laughs) can you differentiate? Can you tell the difference between our, our two? Oh, and another thing is like, 
even though people do tell us they like our laugh, sometimes I think that's a lie and they think it's weird or annoying. So I'm like, is that going to be something that turns people off? Not that I care what people think, because obviously I can't change that. But yeah, is that something you thought about? Definitely. Because there, I mean, even as a listener of podcasts, there are times when I start a new podcast and I'm just like not used to the host's like cadence or like I haven't uh, come up with ways to uh, differentiate their voices from one another. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's definitely something that I thought about. But then I thought about it again and I was like, I was also listening to, not listening, thinking about the podcast I listened to and I'm like, there are people that I love that have very like distinct voices Like, Mm -hmm. not a voice that you would think is, like, perfect for radio or this medium, really. But it's, like, I don't find that, like, off-putting at all. Mm -hmm. So I guess it just depends. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely thought about that as well. (laughs) Um, One of my main things that I am, like, kind of nervous about is just being able to form, (laughs) like, full intelligent thoughts on the fly I guess yeah because um I'm I'm totally like the kind of person who needs a moment like I need to ruminate on stuff I need to kind of mull things over yeah before I kind of know what I think about them mm-hmm. so um but I I kind of think it's it's something to be excited about too because being able to have a two-way conversation about something will help me to form my opinions, I guess, in real time, like hearing what you think about things. Yeah. And um, being able to, I guess, distinguish whether I agree with you or disagree with you and like things like that. Yeah. I think a lot of times having someone else to bounce things off of kind of like also propels your thoughts and the conversation forward. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. That's something I, I thought about too. I'm like, do I actually have that many opinions? We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we shall see. And like I know I have them, but what are they is the question. <laughs> and sometimes that's also a good point. Like in the age of like Twitter and people having very strong opinions, sometimes I feel like and this is probably just my personality and maybe you feel the same way, but sometimes I'm like, I don't feel very as strongly about things as maybe some people seem to. So I'm like, mm-hmm. is that a bad thing or am I just kind of more like okay let's like be realistic here <laughs> we yeah. are talking about like fun things like let's not get too serious about it so totally yeah yeah I like the idea of like not having to take everything so seriously and just being able to like shoot the shit about it <laughs> yeah know? like just like talk talk it through yeah for um, sure yeah So um, you may be wondering where, and I kind of touched on it earlier, but where the name Watching Up comes from is we had this idea to include a segment in our podcast called Watching Up. And um, pretty much the premise of it is every week um, I'll suggest something to Rachel that I know she hasn't watched to watch. And she'll suggest something to me that she thinks I should watch that I haven't watched before. And we'll kind of catch up on this um, content that we might have missed or um, and kind of the basic idea behind it was I feel like Rachel's very up to date or not up to date, but she has like a what would you say, like a wider breadth of film yeah, knowledge than I feel like I do. Or like, okay, so really the thing is I feel like the past five years I've really gotten into film. Mm-hmm. And before that I was kind of more just like um like a social, like I love we've always loved going to the movies like with our family. We was something we did quite often. But it wasn't like I would go back and like watch movies from the eighties, mm-hmm. the seventies, the sixties, like kind of learning about film history, I guess you could say. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've been way more interested in doing lately. And obviously there's so much 
so much to like go through that's just kind of like an overwhelming task. Mm-hmm. So I feel like having you to that has, I feel like, seen more of those older classics to like suggest things to me would be a good thing. Yeah, definitely. I say I have a wider breadth of like, I guess, exposure to film, I guess, yeah. is what I would say. Um, and that just goes back to, and it's not even like a highbrow thing. Like I don't, I wouldn't say I have like extensive, extensive film knowledge or anything mm-hmm. like that, but like, I'm a fangirl, like at my core, yeah. <laughs> I am a fangirl. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good <laughs> way so, to say And so like it. when I, when I find things that like I'm interested in and I'm passionate about, like I will go all in on them. And so, you know, like when I was going to college, what I wanted to do was like work in movies. And then I actually did that and I hated it, (laughs) but I was still like loved just like watching movies. Yeah. And just because you love something doesn't mean you have to do it for your job. So, right. No. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So true. And it's so funny that you say that because like in college, I wanted to work in TV and I feel like that's more like my wheelhouse that yeah, I, totally. I've consumed way more television and reality television than I feel like you have. So I'll be maybe suggesting things like that to you and you'll be suggesting like Criterion Collection to me. So it'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that'll, that's like something I'm really excited about is I always say like, you know, not necessarily that you'll be assigning these things to me, but I'm always like, oh, I need to watch like Housewives and like catch up on all these because I because I love reality TV and it's like yeah. a pillar of the reality TV world that yeah. I just haven't ever watched. And but it, it feels I like a Mount Everest almost because there's so much to go mm-hmm. back through. Um, there's so much. There's <laughs> That's so exactly much. exactly what like, it is. It's like daunting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we can get more into like Housewives and stuff, but... Are there, like, any rules you want to implement around what we can assign to each other? Or, like, am I allowed to assign you a horror film? Or no? Oh, my God. (laughs) If I think that you will not be scared by it. If if you think it's not going to traumatize me, then yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And for, you know, anyone listening, I am not. (laughs) a horror person I respect the art like greatly like I wish I could be a horror girly but (laughs) I live alone and I get scared very easily yeah and I have religious trauma too so Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I mean the only reason I got into horror was because three years ago me and my then boyfriend moved into together so I had somebody there at all times so I felt like I was like okay I can watch this because I know someone's gonna be there Mm -hmm. but it like once I got into it I'm like very into it so I want like sometimes I want people to like see things that I've seen so um. yeah and there are certain things like I love I love a good movie that is like unsettling yeah and so that's just always kind of like the line I have to walk is just like this movie could change my life if it gives me this feeling, you know, like (laughs) if it, if I can just walk up to that line of being like horrified. Yeah. um, And I feel like I know your triggers too. So I'm not going to be like, you should watch speak no evil. Like, no, like, like, it's not going to be like that, but, um, okay. Okay. Are you going to give me barbarian because no, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Um, uh, no, <laughs> no, but that is a good segue because we wanted to, I mean, oh, I don't want to move on before. Do you have any more rules you want to talk about? Um, I guess I, I didn't really think about it. I guess I kind of just figured we would figure it out as we go yeah. a little bit. Yeah, that's but, fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's I mean, really anything that you're too averse to. It is has there? to be. No, no, I, I'm very open. Like, give me a foreign film. Give me like... It, mm-hmm. The only thing I can think of is it has to be something that we can finish within a week. Like, I'm not going to assign you right. a whole season of Housewives. Yeah. Because that's <laughs> impossible to get through. It's my whole life. I'll have to sprain like, my ankle just so I it, have an excuse. <laughs> let's say it has it has to be, like, three under three hours of content. Okay. Okay. I mean, I think unless, that's reasonable. was Babylon over three hours? <laughs> Yes. I mean, like... Maybe four. I, okay, there's four. very few movies that are, like, four hours. Okay. So let's do 
four hours. Okay, let's do four. That's a good rule. Okay. Because now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like there's plenty of movies over three hours that I would want to give you, so. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. Will. Oh, gosh. My thing with, like, long movies is that if I'm in the theater and it's, like, an interesting film, obviously, like, fine. Like, I don't – I'm not somebody that's going to complain about, like, the runtime of a movie. I am. <laughs> Like, if I'm at the theater, but if I'm at home, like, it's very, like, we talked about this earlier, getting distracted, like, it's hard for me to sit. I'll probably, I would probably end up watching it in chunks, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's a good rule. Okay. Yeah. Um, So, we wanted to talk about some of our favorite things of 2022 creations, pieces of artwork, pieces of media that we consumed in 2022. So um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I can go first. This was like harder than I expected it to be because I guess, I don't know, like reflecting on a whole year is kind of hard. I'm like, what did I even watch like last January or Mm -hmm. February? Um, but the obvious thing that came to my mind was The White Lotus Season 2. Oh, yes, of course. Which was absolutely iconic. Yes. Um, like, just what a great time to be alive, honestly. <laughs> what a great <laughs> time a- to have the um, theme song as a Twitter sound. Not a Twitter yes. sound, a TikTok sound and all the dancing. <laughs> so Just fun. absolutely will live forever. Um, but, yeah, that I mean, just those months that the season was airing it was like we were back in the 90s when appointment television was a thing and yeah, it just love it. it's kind of fun to relive that so fun um, and i'm always here for an Aubrey plaza renaissance or yeah but yeah i'm just i just love her so much i love her she was so good jennifer coolidge obviously having a renaissance yeah, as well yeah for sure who doesn't love to see her in anything? And then Megan Fahey, kind of like a breakout performance, I would say. I watched her on The Bold Type. You watched yeah, The Bold we, Type, right? we know her from The yeah, Bold we know, Type. Yeah, we love her from <laughs> The Bold Type, but I feel like this was really like her getting to like show off um, what she can do. That yeah, was really and I exciting. think she, she probably ended up being my favorite like character slash performance in the whole season. So, yeah, really excited to see what she's doing next and all of that. What did you think about the ending? So I think at the time, like when I was watching it in real time, I was um, I kind of had a feeling a little bit of underwhelm just because, like I said, we were all in a moment of just like, you know, just hyping the season up, like what's going to happen. We all had like our theories and all of that kind of stuff. Um but then the more that I've sat with it, the more I appreciate it for what it was. Mm-hmm. And just like hearing Mike White talk about it in different forums and stuff like that, uh, it just kind of definitely the puzzle pieces came together in my mind. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I think that was the right way to end it. I loved it immediately. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, she would just die in like the dumbest way possible. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I mean, I loved um what was the character's name? Her character's name? Oh, uh, Tanya. I loved Tanya as, like, obviously, like, a character study of, like, this, like, stereotypical rich white woman who doesn't really know anything. But, like, people were, like, stanning her, and I was like, do you remember what she did in season mm-hmm. one? Like, she's not a good person. Like, right. not that I think she deserved to be, like killed by the gays but (laughs) um like she's extremely selfish she's extremely selfish she's very like unaware of anything going on around her so it just made sense that she would like get caught up in this and like not really know what was happening and then pretty much get out of it only to then kill herself in like the stupidest way so I was like that was that was perfect. Literally mow down everyone in her wake to like (laughs) save herself basically (laughs) and yeah, even if they did deserve it, but <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, it, yeah, it was just so perfect. But yeah, a great yeah. season. Do you prefer season two over season one? Totally. Yeah, I did. 
I loved season one, but it was definitely more of a slow burn. And uh, I don't know. I think if I remember correctly, I think I did binge it. So I don't know if I would have been like as excited week to week to watch. That's season true. One. Yeah, I think I watched season one like a few months after it had come out because I don't think there was as much fanfare around season right. one. Um, it was kind of like caught fire later on. Um, but yeah, I do love the the feeling of like appointment television. And that's when Twitter's really fun is when everyone's <laughs> watching the same thing at the same time. Yeah. And we'll get into that on our next episode too, but. Definitely. Yep. Yeah, that was definitely one of the standouts of last year for me. Um, what about you? So, okay, we're going to, let's start with TV because I have like TV and movies. Um, Dang. Well, I just have one TV show. <laughs> Which is so funny, like, I didn't even think of White Lotus, which is definitely up there. Yeah. But my favorite TV show I watched, and I think I watched it in 2022. This is where it gets a little muddy, but I think it was, (laughs) like, towards the beginning of 2022 was Severance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, did you watch it? Totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. That See, that's, like, the type of thing that I probably watched it early last year, so, like, Mm -hmm. no memory. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like, but definitely one of the best, like, first seasons of television I've seen in a long time. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And obviously, like, here for all the Parks and Rec cast getting prestige roles, but um, Adam Scott was really, really good. (laughs) And the whole cast was really, really good, and I just, like, I'm waiting on the edge of my seat for season two that was the like the biggest cliffhanger i know of an ending and like ever yeah and i I'm know just like what is gonna happen no i know and um i guess we should kind of talk about like if people haven't seen like if you haven't seen yeah. severance it's an apple tv plus um show it's uh created by ben stiller and um, stars Adam Scott, who plays um, Ben on Parks and Rec. Um, and basically the premise is that he works for this company that will pay for their employees to have this kind of experimental um, procedure done where you can, I don't know, like, Sever. yeah, you can <laughs> basically, they go into your brain and like when you're at work, you only know work you don't you don't think about like your life outside of work you don't know about like your personal life you don't know if you have a family you don't know really anything about the outside of work life and then you like go down the elevator like after work and once you're out of work you can't remember what happened at work so basically you have two brains right and one gets flipped off when you enter work and then it gets flipped on when you leave work and a lot of people when I like describe that premise they're like "Ooh, I wish I could do that that sounds awesome (laughs) but then like when you watch it you realize oh like the person that's at work is never not at work because Mm -hmm. you just like leave and then it feels like you're back like you're never you're stuck in a perpetual (laughs) like fluorescent lighted (laughs) terrible coffee like small talk with people that don't even have personal lives so there's nothing to talk about so Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of like purgatory almost um but yeah just the twists and the turns that the story took and like where it ended at the first season was a major cliffhanger and it was like the season finale was like one of the best episodes of tv i've seen like yeah, I was, ever. like, on my edge of my seat the whole time. Yeah, so highly recommend that if you haven't seen it. Um, but, yeah. What yeah. are some other, like, what are some films you saw that uh, you loved? Okay, so I think the still standing at this point as my favorite uh, film of 2022 is The Fablemans, as mm. probably no surprise to mm. anybody <laughs> I love a good, like, nostalgia, coming-of-age movie about movies, Mm -hmm. like, you know. Um, So, yeah, I loved that movie. If you haven't seen it, it's uh, the new Steven Spielberg movie, which is uh, largely autobiographical. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And it's just about this young kid who, you know, sees his first movie in the theater and just absolutely falls in love and is completely consumed by the idea of making something, Mm -hmm. you know, just like making something that um, you wouldn't be able to experience, I guess, in real life. Um, And he it's just basically the story of him growing up, the uh, struggles he has with his parents and their relationship and um, the struggles he has going to school and um, being a kind of an outcast as a Jewish Jewish person. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, it was so well done. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you, you, you know that Steven Spielberg is going to deliver, but I don't know, for some reason you kind of, at least me, um, I always kind of go in trepidatiously, like, is he going to or isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he comes through. What can you say? <laughs> he just makes films that are so kind of beautiful to look at. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, he just knows how to capture, like, human emotion so well in, like, such a pure way that I yeah. feel like no matter, like, if it's, like, my favorite movie of his or if it's, like, my least favorite movie of his, I still had, like, a good time watching it, you know? Totally, yeah. He's definitely not, like, without flaw in his filmography, but there's a reason that he's, like, the... what you When you think of directors, he's, like, the one you think of, yeah. you know? Um, and so... And I think that especially or specifically with this movie, like, going into it, there's definitely um, the potential of it being like a little bit schlocky or a little bit kind of just like mushy gushy. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about kind of reflecting on your own life, mm-hmm. uh, there's a tendency to want to put it through like rose colored glasses and stuff like that. But I really respect that. That's not what he did. And yeah. it was not it was not like no. schlocky at all, in my opinion. No, there was actually a lot of like kind of rough. scenes in it yeah which surprised me and like how honest it was um and I I I really enjoyed it too um what did you think about Michelle Williams performance because that was one thing that I couldn't I couldn't really like put into work well not look past but like I couldn't decide if I understood what she was doing or not I felt the same way I think I, um, you know, I'm not sure that I would have wanted her to have been nominated for an Oscar for the role, um, just because, I don't know, it's hard, it's hard to, like, remember because I saw it a while ago, but I do agree with you that, like, while I was watching it, I was kind of like, well, she's definitely doing something, like, she's definitely doing a thing. Yeah, Um, it was, it was the type of performance where you notice the acting I guess is is a good way to describe it and I was like I don't know I don't know if this is just too much to me or if Mm -hmm. like this was a direction that she was given um for some reason yeah so that's what I couldn't tell you and for me like I tend to think it was more the former like because I could see Michelle Williams coming through in the role. Like, she's done that type of performance right. before. Um, and so, yeah, I think it was just a little bit too, like, I can see the acting. I can see the performer mm-hmm. behind the performance. Yeah. yeah. And to me, like, and people have talked about um, the father's performance. What's his name? Paul Dano. Pans- yeah, I, oh, I'm gonna get my <laughs> Paul Dano fan club card rescinded. But um, um, sorry, sometimes names escape me. But I loved his performance too. But really, like my favorite performance was the Sammy Fableman character. I thought he was he was great, really, really, really good, and really yeah, kind of captivating to watch. And I'm excited mm-hmm. to see him in more stuff moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. His performance is great. And you it was like one of those performances where you're like, I knew a kid like that. Yeah. In like elementary school yeah, or middle school. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Let me see. Okay, so my faves of twenty twenty two, I think at the top of the list is Barbarian. Yeah. Yeah. She saw what'd you see like four times? <laughs> 
every time I open Letterbox, I'm like, oh, she watched it again. <laughs> so a big part of my, like how I store memories in my mind is kind of like the experience of like, uh, the whole experience surrounding like seeing the movie. So for this movie, like I saw it in theaters on opening weekend with a full audience like no seat in the theater was (laughs) empty basically and it was one of those movies where nobody knew going into it really what was going on what this movie was really about like if you haven't seen it um barbarian is a horror movie and like if you had watched the trailer um that came out Um, for the movie, you would think, oh, this is just pure horror. Like there's nothing like, there's nothing else to this movie, but then it, in the theater watching it, it's so obvious that there's like a very big comedy element to it as well. And it's not one of those things where it's like, um, like by happenstance, like people are giggling, like people were rolling, like laughing at this movie and it was just because of the script was so funny. The performance that Justin Long gives is hilarious. And it has both of those elements of being really, really funny and really, really scary. So those were like mm-hmm. my two like favorite genres, basically, mixed into one. Yeah. And I just had like the best time watching it. <laughs> and so I yeah, wanted to is... like I wanted to like it has a reveal in it where it's one of those moments where like you're so shocked by what you're seeing and like I I wanted to show it to all my friends to like watch their face as like the reveal <laughs> happens because I was just yep. so like delighted by it so highly recommend yeah, this is this is where that jealousy kicks in for me yeah. where I'm like god I want to experience that <laughs> but it's one of those things where so I feel scared. like if you were here and, like, had gone with me to the theater, you would watch it, and then, like, we would have a great time, and then by the time <laughs> we got home, you would, like, forget about being scared, and, like, like, and it's It'll not... stick with me. It's not something that would ever happen, and I know you know what happens, because, <laughs> like, you listen to the yeah. play-by-play, but um, it's not something that I would ever be, like, oh, this might happen. Like, it would never in a million years happen. <laughs> I know, but those, there's no rhyme or reason to what scares me. Yeah. My mind is a steel trap, especially for, like, imagery, and I'll just, like, replay a scary image in my head, like, all night while I try to fall asleep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, no, yeah, shout out to The Big Picture for doing a, like, scene-by-scene, play-by-play, mm-hmm. so I could That was great, it. yeah. If you don't <laughs> want to watch it and want to know what happens, go listen to that episode of The Big Picture because <laughs> they tell you exactly what happens, and it's really funny. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that was probably my favorite watch of 2022, but I have, like, some um, honorable mentions was Everything Everywhere All at Once. Had a great time seeing that. I will mm-hmm. admit, I thought time. I would have rewatched it at least a couple times since I saw it for the first time, because I saw it for the first time when it came out. I think it was March of last year, and I haven't, but mm-hmm. it was one of those movies that made me cry, like, multiple times, and the performances were just really good, and it was just one of those movies where you're watching it, you're like, oh, this is something very, very original, that something, like, Special. unlike I've ever seen before. And so yeah. that that in and of itself is hard to do. Like, how do you create something that no yeah. one's ever seen before? Um, I really enjoyed Nope, um, Jordan Peele's third movie. Mm-hmm. I might be assigning that one to you. And then oh, um, Elvis, which got yeah. a lot of mixed oh, reviews. Um, that was one of my, I think specifically the Austin Butler performance. Yeah. It would have been like a, a honorable honorable mention for me. Yep. I was able to look past pretty much everything else wrong with that movie because of that performance. Yeah. And that yeah. is completely necessary for that movie to right. work in any way. Right. So. I mean, I just loved the, I love the music. I love the like 
the lore around Elvis altogether. So, yeah. I mean, it was going to be pretty hard for me not to like that movie. If if his performance wasn't good, like, obviously, I would have been disappointed. But I did mm-hmm. watch it a few times, so. Yeah, that's one that I want I do want to rewatch before the Oscars. Yeah. For no specific reason, just to, you know, have it fresh in my mind, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, I love a good biopic. I know that there are so many that are so just like there's a formula to them and you can see that formula but that doesn't really bother me as much as it does a lot of people um I don't necessarily think that those films should always be nominated for Oscars but but I do think that Elvis like I can I can see why it's it felt somehow different than like a Bohemian Rhapsody or like yeah I want to dance with somebody like um, which we did see and we did not love. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was because yeah. Elvis has really cool costumes and <laughs> a really cool voice and really good music. So yeah. I don't know. It, it would be hard for me not to enjoy watching that story yeah. play out. But um, yeah, I hope he wins. I think he will. Yeah. We need to do, I think we should do like a an Oscars uh, predictions episode. Yeah, that'll probably be um, before the show. Yeah, for sure. Have the Oscars ever been this late? Like, have the Oscars ever they, been in March? They were um, the year after COVID or the year after, I guess, the 2021 Oscars. Okay. The first one following the pandemic was, I think it was like in April. It was super late. Mm-hmm. So I think ever since then, they've been kind of slowly trying to get back on track. So mm-hmm. obviously the the windows have to stay consistent, yeah. like the, the eligibility windows. Sometimes so. I get very confused about award ceremonies and what is eligible and like, like mm-hmm. just like something that I felt like came out so long ago, like more than a year ago, will be up for an award. And I'm like, wait. Wasn't yeah, that like everything three everywhere. years ago? <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. so, it, yeah. But one thing I about, like I saw, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I feel like I saw everything everywhere, like two years ago. Yeah. Because <laughs> I saw it like in theaters when it came yeah. out. So. But um, one thing about us that y'all should know is that we never miss an Oscars. We do not. And I can't remember, like, I can't even remember the first one I watched, but I remember watching, I mean, from the time we were young yeah very young it's like it's so like ingrained in who we are as people I feel like and I think like I just remember always wanting to like stay up late because it obviously like ended past our bedtime mm-hmm. like we literally were so young we had bedtime right and I think like I remember like loving the fashion aspect of it seeing the dresses and the suits and the red carpet aspect just like Obviously, like you said, we're fangirls, so seeing, like, our faves, like, get interviewed and all that stuff, we, like, really were excited about that, but really in the last 10 years, I feel like I've, we've made it a mission to try to see all of the Best Picture nominees Mm -hmm. um, every year, and that's sometimes a very tall task. I mean, this year, it it wasn't as hard. I mean, I don't know if I've seen them all. Maybe I have to look, but... I might break my tradition of seeing them all because I do not want to watch Avatar. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I literally don't want to watch Avatar, but I've gone, like, so many years with seeing them all. I just, like, I can't, y'all. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when I say try to watch them all, I don't – I mean to say, like, I don't think I've ever accomplished it. Like, I don't think I've ever oh. gone into an Oscars having seen every single nominee. I have consistently for the past at least five years, probably more. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we can talk more about this on our this Oscars year. episode of what we've seen, but, yeah. like, I do have an Oscars claim to fame story, if you want to hear it. I do. Um, okay, so my favorite memory, <laughs> this was either, what was the year where it was, like, were Moonlight one. Was that 2018 or 19? 2018 sounds right. Let me look it up really quick. 
But anyways, okay, so we're in Texas. Alamo Drafthouse is like a really big theater. It's kind of like the one that you go to for like if you want to eat, if you want like the full experience of like movie going. And so that year they were doing this kind of special event where they were showing the Oscars at Alamo Drafthouse. And Mm -hmm. I went with my friend so you could go and watch like in a theater with like an audience and they had like a host come out like during the commercials and kind of like host our own little like Oscars. It was so fun. Yeah. And um, they handed out – a piece of paper to fill out like at the beginning where you had to guess who what what was going to win each category and um at the end they had like before they announced best picture they had everyone like tally up their scores and the people with like the most like I think there were like four or five of us with like the same scores like up until like the best picture come to the front because like whoever gets the most is gonna like win the prize or whatever so I was up there. I was like really excited and I had picked Moonlight to win best picture and I think everybody else up there with me had picked La La Land. Mm-hmm. So I mean everybody remembers what happened. They announced La La Land. I was like, "Oh darn." I was like walking back to my seat and then everyone's like, "Wait a second, wait a second." And I like turn around and like on the screen they're like fumbling around like everybody remembers and they're like it wasn't La La Land it was Moonlight and like I was so excited because I was the only one that picked that so I ended up winning and I got like a little gift bag with like DVDs and stuff which I don't have anymore but it was so fun and like every year since then obviously I knew they weren't doing it during the pandemic but I've checked to see if they would do that again because it was such a fun way to like watch the yeah, show so fun and they haven't done it again so they should but I will always remember predicting <laughs> that <laughs> that uh, just best as exciting win. as you felt what the creators of Moonlight felt in that moment I, I know I was like wait there's been a mistake <laughs> I won Warren Beatty's like oh wait <laughs> <laughs> like how do you win the complete how do you read the complete wrong was the card wrong like, did we ever I, figure I that out? I don't actually know what happened. It must have been, like, the wrong card for the wrong category or something mm. like that. There, I'm sure See, that that's not his fault, though, right if it up. said the wrong it's, thing. No. Yeah. I just always think about it, and I'm like, of course they couldn't even award a, a film like Moonlight without, like, m- tricked you, like, right. made you think. Yeah, there's <laughs> always, like, something. Always something. Yeah. But, yep. Um. Okay. It's 2023. What are we looking ahead? Yeah. What are we getting excited for this year in pop culture? Okay. So I think we've each picked three, right? Right. All right. So I'm going to start with probably an obvious choice, Um, but something I'm really excited for that is supposed to finally come out in 2023 is Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes. Uh, the latest from Senor Scorsese. Um, Our we, Lord and Savior, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> <laughs> we love Marty. and respect. Um, we have no choice but to say We have no choice. <laughs> when we say um, fangirl, that's who we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so this movie has been in talks for quite a while, and we've been kind of teased with it for at least the last probably two years, um, over a year at this point, but um, it's supposed to premiere in May based on my Google search that I did earlier. Um, it's a movie based on the book by David Gran. Um, I think, I don't know what the full title is, but it's, I think Killers, it's Killers of the Flower Moon. Killers of the Flower Moon. There's a, um, a subtitle oh. that I don't know. It's basically just about... Um, Actually, I don't even want to do a recap because <laughs> I don't totally know what it's right. about. But it stars Leonardo DiCaprio. We got De Niro. We got Jesse Plemons. We got Brendan Fraser. And, I mean, how can you go wrong? Hell this yeah. This is going to be an event. A banger. Yeah. 
And I know I've only talked about the white men involved so far. Um, it is a story about indigenous people. And so I'm really excited to kind of um, see that story be told and, you know, the actors who are going to portray them as well. Yeah. We should try to see that one together. I am down. Okay. Cool. For my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> no, it probably won't be out by then. May babies rise up. All right. All right. What's your number three? Um, well, I did three <laughs> movies and two shows. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, pick your top three okay, okay, and then okay, you can okay. do your honorable mention. Number three for films I am looking forward to is Bo is Afraid. Yes. So two things. My dog is named Bo. <laughs> he, My nephew. <laughs> her nephew. And he is afraid a lot of the time. No, he's kind of not. But um, <laughs> he's never he's afraid. Never afraid. <laughs> he's very confident. But um, no, this is a new film coming out from Ari Aster, who did um, Midsommar and Hereditary. Two of the best. Two films I will never two see. Two films Rachel will <laughs> never see, but they're two of the best horror films um, of the past decade um, to come out. So he's kind of one of those directors where people are like waiting for his next project. Um, this movie stars Joaquin Phoenix. And there's some like very interesting de-aging effects going on where... And aging. Right? And aging. But there, the preview shows him kind of like as a maybe like a 12-year-old boy. And it's very mm -hmm. weird because Joaquin Phoenix is obviously not 12 years old. But um, yeah, it I don't really know what it's about. The, <laughs> the trailer doesn't really <laughs> exp like expound upon like any kind yeah, of like I don't think plot or anything too much yeah. um there is a really interesting marketing campaign around it that you kind of clued me into the other night where it's kind of this secret um business that they're promoting where kind of fans have kind of dug into it and it like leads you down a little rabbit trail where you can find like mm -hmm. clues about the movie so I really, I really like that. And as somebody that works in marketing, it's kind of fun to see a marketing rollout that actually is kind of unique and works on some level. Interactive. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. He's one of the more exciting filmmakers that we have right now. So I am excited for that as well. And I do think that it doesn't look it looks pure like something horror. that I'll be yeah. able to see. It doesn't yeah. look like pure horror. So you might be able to see it. Yeah. And um, it feels like the, the the marketing rollout that you talked about, it's like giving Pixar universe. Like, it seems like they're he's like building a universe surrounding this film, mm -hmm. which is always kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so who knows if maybe future projects will tie in or anything yeah. like that. Um, okay. My next one is a TV show okay. that I'm super stoked for. Okay. Um, Daisy Jones and the Six. Oh. Which is... My favorite book, I so I'm not a huge reader, but I am in a book club, and it's basically the only reason I ever read anything. Mm -hmm. um, and we read Daisy Jones and the Six um, a couple years ago when it came out, mm -hmm. and it's my favorite book that I've read in recent years. Um, it's a book by um, Taylor Jenkins Reid, who has kind of a cult following. She, speaking of creating universes. Um, this is part of a universe that she has, like, built around several different books. Um, her most famous ones are, like, uh, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Um, and then she had Malibu Rising, which also takes place in this kind of universe. Um, basically, it's about a, a band that is based uh, loosely on Fleetwood Mac, which is my favorite band. Oh, my dog's name is Stevie. I didn't know that. <laughs> Speaking of our dogs, um, <laughs> if we're gonna talk about after our dogs. Stevie Nicks, <laughs> so yeah, the book is kind of so the setting of the book is like several years after this band's prime. Um, it's like an interview setting with the members of the band, and so they're each kind of like telling their purviews of the story of their like rise to fame and the fall and all of that kind of stuff, which is I think a super interesting way to write a book. Mm -hmm. um, 
I've heard really good things about the audiobook. I did read the physical book, but I kind of want to go back and listen to the audiobook before the show comes out just to like refresh my memory. Um, but yeah, the show's coming out on uh, March 3rd on Prime, and it stars Riley Keough. Love her. Iconic granddaughter. Elvis is granddaughter. <laughs> yeah, she's good. Yeah. She's, she's also really in great. a really good horror movie that you'll never watch. Ooh, <laughs> the only I think the only thing I've seen her hint, seen her in is Zola. Mm-hmm. She was so good you in that, that yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, I loved her in that. Um, um, so but I think it was sorry. I, I was just gonna say I think it's great casting. Like she totally fits. Yeah. Like, what I pictured for yeah for sure Daisy Jones. Um, I was just gonna say that you're not the first person that's recommended that book. So I might have yeah. to break my streak of never reading a book <laughs> and read <laughs> it before life. the show comes out. Yeah, or listen to it. Yeah, like, like I'm, a good, said, I'm, a, I'm good at audiobooks. I can do audiobooks for sure. Yeah, and I think it's fun, like, because I said, like, it is an interview setting, so each person has their own actor, like, reading their parts. Mm-hmm. So I could definitely see how that would um, translate well to audio. Cool. But um, what, When does that come out? March 3rd. Oh, shoot. On Prime. Okay. <laughs> Soon. You can do it. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be exciting. And the fun part about it is because like while you're reading this, she has a way of writing um, these like f- uh, fictional celebrities in a way that makes you feel like they're real. And like you almost want to go like Google them like to see, <laughs> like give like visual mm-hmm. um visual visual accompaniment to like what you're reading Mm -hmm. and so to actually have that is going to be really cool and to have the music right like you read about these songs of theirs that were so like iconic and so and I'm sure they're having some really good musicians create the music so it's probably better fire (laughs) soundtrack I actually pre-ordered the vinyl I'm excited oh cool (laughs) that's fun awesome yeah Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that too as well all right. Um, next on my list was Creed Three, which is kind of like <laughs> not in my normal wheelhouse. Yeah. But all I have to say is there is Jonathan Majors, shirtless, shirtless, Michael B. Jordan, shirtless, shirtless. <laughs> punching each other. I don't even know. But I will be seated on opening night, is all I can say. We will be sat. We will be (laughs) seated. But um, no, the the Rocky Cinematic Universe is not something that I'm fully ingrained in. My husband is very, 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 very big fan of the Rocky Cinematic Universe. So Mm -hmm. I've kind of gotten into it a little bit more. Um, just being with him and him talking about it, he like has this kind of like, um, photographic memory or something where he just remembers every single detail of like the stories. And I'm like, I know I've seen Rocky. I can't, I can't really tell you what it, (laughs) what the story is. I know he like is training for the boxing event, but, um, yeah, the other day we were like just sitting around and he had like either Rocky three or Rocky four on, and there was like a robot in the movie. (laughs) Like it was like the super eighties. Like he was like, he was like obviously like really rich by this point. And he had like a Mm. robot servant. It was so funny. I was like laughing so hard. But anyways, I have seen the first Creed. I can't remember if I saw the second Creed, but Mm. I will be seeing the third Creed because anything Jonathan Majors in, I'm in. Like, he's one yeah, of the most exciting actors to me. He is, for sure. He's good yeah, in that's everything. That's the main poll. Yeah, he's good in everything. So I will be watching that. Uh, fun fact, I don't think I've ever seen any of the Rockies. And I've definitely <laughs> You've never, never seen, seen any Creed. You've never seen the first one? I know the iconic, the iconic scenes. Fod I... has shown you Rocky. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Mm. I don't he think I remember anything about it. Facing yeah. the couch. Oh, by the way, Maybe Fod is what we call our dad. Yeah. Um, Fod. Yep. But yes, it's kind of out of yeah. my wheelhouse, but I'm excited about it. Jonathan, like you said, Jonathan Majors is a major pool. He's the moment. He is the moment. All right. My last thing, we kind of got to speed through these, but... um. My last thing that I have 
is going to be the Jonas Brothers new album Ooh. titled The Album. Oh my god. <laughs> Iconic. Iconic. <laughs> Icons only. Um, I said I was a fangirl. We both are. Truly. What we've hidden from you, <laughs> from you all so far in this podcast is that we are Jonas We're Brothers. Jonas girlies. We're Jonas girlies. Through and through. Yeah. And, you know, my love for them will not die. Nope. And we're and not so ashamed. Come, so don't come at us. No. We're not ashamed. Go to a concert and yeah. talk to me after that. Talk to me after you've seen them live <laughs> and have an experience with them. And then you'll they know. They are releasing a new album. It comes out in May. Mm-hmm. Um, it's their sixth album. I'm so proud of my boys. <laughs> my boys. <laughs> Um, I was, I was watching this TikTok of, it was like an interview, I think on the Today Show, um, of Nick and he was talking about like what we can expect from the album and all of that kind of stuff. And he said, um, it's definitely, uh, influenced by the Bee Gees and the band America, which is like totally up my alley. Oh my God. Um, he said there's a lot of like seventies and early eighties influences. So I'm like super excited. Their last album was absolutely iconic. It was so good and it didn't get the credit it deserved. It was no. so good. Like talk about a great time to be alive when they announced their comeback <sighs> and just dropped Sucker and like the <sighs> video. And I was just like, this is the best day of my life. It was. It was so fun. And then they drop a banger album mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, okay, this could have been bad, but it's great. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm very obviously. It goes without saying. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited it's about this. It's gonna album. be great. Yeah. Yay! Yay, boys! Yay, boys! And also tour. <laughs> we need to and tour. We need yeah, to be saving our coins for that. There, there are rumblings that the tour is gonna be called the tour. Well, <laughs> if it was anything else, I'd be concerned. And we will be sat. And we will be seated. That's like my favorite thing to say. Okay. Um, my third thing that I'm very excited about is a movie. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Barbie. Yeah. And I will be I thought about seated. putting this. Greta Gerwig is directing a movie called Barbie. Nobody knows what it's going to be about except that it's about a Barbie who's played by Margot Robbie and all of her friends and Ken who's played by Ryan Gosling and it just looks like so much fun and if I know Greta Gerwig like it's gonna be a fun funny fire script so I'm really excited. She hasn't missed. She hasn't missed. In her directorial. No. Um career she's very talented and like I feel like this could in the wrong hands it could have been a disaster yeah but like the stars are lining up I trust her and that's the thing yeah and that's (laughs) the thing about me and her we just trust her yeah this looks like it's gonna be so much fun did you see the trailer Mm -hmm. that's like a shot for shot of the 2001 (laughs) so this is this pertains to the podcast I did not know it was a shot for shot of 2001 a space odyssey because I've never seen 2001 a space odyssey so I had no idea what the reference was I was just like oh that's funny ha 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 so Uh, you might have to assign me that I don't know I don't know if I want to rewatch that (laughs) wait but you don't have to rewatch things that you assigned to me I haven't seen that since like college oh you don't know if you want to assign it to me um, I'll have to think about it. Okay. It could be a potential. It's a little I just awesome. know, like, I was, granted, I was probably, like, 19 when I saw it, so, like, I... But that's what I'm talking about. Like, I have these, yeah. like, gaps where people are like, you mm-hmm. haven't seen this? And I'm like, no, like, I wasn't born. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. I just remember being a little, a little bored. But, um, <laughs> a smidge bored. Um, yeah. Might have, might have some hot takes on that one if we do watch it. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, those are all very exciting choices. Yes. I, there's going to be – and there's just, like, the thing is, like, that's only six things out of, like, 
the endless possibilities. I know. I know. That's like one of the things that keeps me going is just being excited about content (laughs) that's coming out. Things that I can look forward to. So, And obviously like we'll be talking about like celebrity like pop culture moments and like scandals and things like that that we can't predict yeah and so you know who knows what's gonna happen oh that's another <laughs> honorable mention I'm very excited about Beyonce Renaissance tour but I didn't want to put that because I don't want to jinx myself because if I don't get tickets yeah. I might be a little we suicidal don't do that. so but well well everyone put it onto the universe that Michelle gets her <laughs> we're gonna tickets. get a pre-sale code <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, if you guys want to email us um, anything you're excited about watching this year or, or listening to or anything that's coming out this year, we've set up an email that you can email us. Um, it is watchinguppod at gmail.com. So send us your thoughts. Unless you're going to tell us you hate our voices and our laugh, then just don't. Don't send anything. Please don't be mean. We can't we're, change that. We're fragile. <laughs> we're fragile. <laughs> we can't change our voices. Sorry. But, um, yeah, it's been so fun watching up with you this week, sis. It's been so fun watching up with you, and I can't wait to, like, actually get into the watching up. I know. We'll we'll do our first assignments on the next episode, so stay tuned. So thanks, everybody. Peace out. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye. No, no, that's all I have to say.